the Paul Levesque Takeover post-show conference call. Today's conference is being recorded. At this time, I would like to turn the conference over to Paul Levesque. Please go ahead, sir. Hey, everybody. Thank you for your patience and, and for waiting. Um, I thought we had an incredible night. I had high expectations for it. This was one of those evenings where um, I think as we were in the build to this, um, we had to make a lot of chicken salad, so to speak, and we had to cross a lot of T's and dot a lot of I's along the way. And, um, you know, obviously this came together from an event standpoint and from a storyline standpoint quickly uh, because of injuries and because of the situation of today and having to constantly reevaluate. Um, but I thought this crew and team did what they do, which is uh, let their passion shine. And they, uh, they went above and beyond as they do um, pretty much every time, you know, the, the, the Capitol center looked incredible. Uh, my vantage point, you know, just um, looked spectacular was a game changer for NXT. Um, the addition of the live fans, and you know, I'll reiterate the the putting them in pods where they are with uh, people that they know, friends, family, whatever, um, and and having them separated, uh, being tested, wearing masks, uh, just just everything that could be done. Obviously, doing the best that we can at all times to keep not only our performers and staff safe, but uh, but fans as well. Um, but having them here makes all the difference in the world. It truly is the passion. Their passion is the lifeblood of what we do. And, and having them here um, for us, especially for the talent, is, is just uh, you can't state enough how big that is. So um, I thought that aspect of it was spectacular. The Capitol Wrestling Center looked incredible. The energy tonight was off the charts, and then talent, you know, across the board delivered, you know, from uh, – I think it speaks to the depth and the talent of, of what NXT brings to the table. There's there's just something different, um, you know, different stylistically to a lot of our performers, different stylistically to the matches that they can put out. Um, you know, that main event was a war between Finn and Kyle, Eo and Candice, just, you know, unbelievable. So, you know, everybody bringing something different to the table. Um, I thought, thought we saw a lot of breakout performances tonight from people like Tashida and, and Swerve and even Santos and um, Kyle just just bringing it to another level and really breaking out and becoming bigger stars. So um, I'm going to open up to all of you, but one thing I also did want to mention is um, the return. Very excited about it of Halloween Havoc on October 28th, um, which will be a lot of fun and uh, looking forward to that. So with that, I will um, open it up to questions. I will also mention before we get there, and I'm sure somebody will ask about it, is, uh, you know, from an injury standpoint, uh, Kyle being evaluated as we speak and uh, Finn Balor on his way to uh, have, his, uh, have his jaw x-rayed. Uh, to see what's going on there. So um, hopefully we're in good shape. Other than that, everybody is good. So I will open up to you. And uh, again, thanks for waiting and thanks for tonight. Hi, everybody. We'll keep it to one question per hour tonight. Thank you very much. 
Um, if you'd like to ask a question on today's call, that is star one on your telephone keypad. Once again, that's star one. Um, go ahead and take our first question from Jim Barceloni with Miami Herald. Please go ahead. Hey, thank you much, guys. Uh, really good show again tonight. I'm curious because you did mention Halloween Havoc, and we also saw Ember Moon. And is that just a coincidence? Good timing. What is going on there? And if you can expand a little bit on the Halloween Havoc and have an Ember back, and even Tony Storm appearing, which is really cool at the end of that women's match. Yeah, you know, um, just when you think that the, the women's division in NXT can't get any stronger, and um, but the depth of it is, is just incredible. Uh, out, out comes Tony Storm back in NXT. Out comes Ember Moon returning from what could have been a career or, or was a career-threatening injury, um, but is is back and uh, ready to go and back here in NXT. And um, I can tell you that from talking to tonight, uh, it was – it was hard for her not to be smiling. She's so excited to be here, so excited to be back, getting ready to do what she, she loves to do. And, um, you know, I asked her who she was looking forward to working with them, and she gave me about a, a 12-person list. Um, so, you know, it, it just speaks to the, to the division and how strong it is and everybody wanting to be here and be a part of it because the competition is the best and every, it makes everybody rise to a higher occasion. Um, as far as the timing of her return, the timing of her return was based around when she was um, available to return. We've been talking about her coming back here for a while, um, probably since she was injured, um, and uh, maybe even before that. And um, the, the timing was just here. She she just got cleared. She's healthy. She's coming at the bit to return, and so so you know we the door the door was open. Um, as far as Halloween Havoc, that's, it's just an exciting event. You know, it's a, a way to to uh, have a little bit of fun and to entertain and um, something that I used to look forward to. So so here we are. And, and um, I think these kind of throwbacks and, and opening stuff up to things like this that people remember fondly is, is a great way to do it. So I'm excited for it now, excited to, uh, to get rolling. And who better to host than... Shotzi Blackheart. I mean, uh, even I just think when you saw the promo spot for it, uh, Shotzi fits right in there in the old Halloween Havoc world. So uh, it's going to be a good one. Thank you. Thanks, Jim. And we'll go ahead and take our next question from Alex McCarthy with TalkSport. Please go ahead. Hey, Alex. Hi, Paul. Great show tonight. Thank you so much. I, uh, I just wanted to ask some questions, basically, on um, some of the stuff we saw tonight, like Velveteen Dream obviously took a bit of a beat down, and uh, the Gargano way didn't have a great night either. Um, are we? There's been kind of conflicting messages from WWE on social media. Are we expecting to see NXT in the draft uh, this coming week and the next? And um, do you think some talents like this, who I just mentioned, who have spent a lot of time in the brand, um, do you, is it kind of ripe time for them to move on? Because as we've seen with Ember Moon, there's always a way to come back, but perhaps this is the time that NXT actually are in the draft? Yeah, you know, I think, um, I'll be honest with you, um, this was asked the other day. Um, I would, If I knew if we were in the draft, I would tell you. Um, but I don't. It's um, they're, they're, they're working through that. It's going to be... Uh, uh, 
kind of a wait and see thing even for us. And um, I think the good thing that, as you said, there's the, the great thing to me about WWE, no matter how you look at it, there's, there's opportunities everywhere, whether it's UK, whether it's here, whether it's raw, whether it's SmackDown, and there'll be even more of that um, in the near future. So the, the, the opportunity to not, uh, if it's the right timing to not stay in a place, to have a fresh start, any of those things are always there. Um, and that's exciting. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't resign myself or, or see it as, well, somebody was in a place and they've been there for a little while. They should go someplace else. Like to me, that's, it's a, it's that, that is the art of storytelling, you know, and, and I go back years to, to people staying in territories or, um, you know, on, on certain brands and certain things for years when they finally do move, it's meaningful. And, um, you know, and, and having those big moments, it's funny that the, the impatience of people in my mind today of, um, they, they just want it all now. And they, you know, they can't wait to see the big match. They can't wait to see, Oh, this person go over there. They face that person. That'd be so great. If you, if you can wait on it and you can let it build, you make it even bigger. You have to have patience with it. And re- really it, it becomes imperative on us to, um, you know, if somebody's been there for it, it's, it's easy to be exciting when it's brand new. It's it's when that brand new wears off, and you have to get into actual storytelling and real real stuff that that it it can you can have the opportunity to build on it. So to me, um, I'm, and I'm not saying that about anybody in particular or that anybody should or shouldn't move. It's just my observation. I, I just believe that. People want things to happen super fast, and the second the shiny penny thing is is off of it, they want it to go someplace else and have the shiny penny on it again. And and it's it's really that's when you dig into the storytelling. Um, the characters that last can can morph and shift. The performers that can last can transform themselves into something different. And it doesn't have to happen immediately in that moment. Um, it has to play out, you know. And when you look at things like Johnny and Candace tonight, like yeah, it's like it's they're just that Gargano way. They're just getting rolling. There's a lot more to this than than what you've seen so far, and and um, that will play out. And I think people will be excited for that. But but you have to have patience to do it. Awesome, I understand. Thank you, Paul, and once again, great show. Thank you, Alex. Go ahead and take our next question from Mike Johnson with PW Insider. Please go ahead. Hey, Mike, Paul, how are you? I'm good. Um, let, me, let, me ask, let, me ask, let, let me switch for a second and ask you a question. What did you think of the Capitol Center? Oh, well, actually, it's going to be my question. I love the building. Oh, I love the look of it. Um, so, obviously, you guys unrolled this building today. You had the the, uh, the interview with Justin Barrasso earlier today. But my question is more about the the logistics here. Is that a permanent setup for what used to be known as the Performance Center? And if so... How does this change the training regimen and, and curriculum? Um, and how do you know what's the what's with the new identity and the new purpose for this building every week? How does this change everything that previously existed and took place in that building? Yeah, so that, that's a really great question, and and uh, you know something that we're working through as we speak. Um, yes, it, it changes the dynamic of what this main room of the performance center 
uh, was, and now it's now it's a showplace as it has been sort of since the beginning of COVID. It's just a funny thing because people talk about us getting back to training again, um, but it hasn't been here, and it hasn't been. Um, when I say here, I mean I'm in the performance center, so it hasn't been in this building, and it hasn't been in what everybody had visited and the, all the rings sat in as the performance center is in another smaller location um, where we've uh, put less rings, but used it to socially distance and created the space that we needed to, to create the open environment that, that is needed in, in today's moment in time. Um, but we will amplify that now. So while this becomes the shooting location, uh, there are certain aspects of it that will remain here at the performance center, uh, rehab facility, medical facility, um, the the strength and conditioning facility. We have another space that we're uh, doing in-ring training from. So it, it really shifts to different locations and us uh, being a bit more nimble and talent just not uh, showing up and being in one place for all the stuff they're going to do on a day-to-day basis, having to shift around a little bit more. But in this given time where we are, you know, when, when, when talent come in to train, even in ring, they're doing it in small batches. Those small batches train together on the regular with their coaches, and, and that's kind of like their little bubble group. And then once, once they're done and they leave and then everything is cleaned and, uh, you know, sanitized, new group comes in, uh, goes through the protocols, and, and then they train. So there, there's a lot of a different manner of how we were doing things, even in recent time when we got back to training, it all had to be shifted anyways. And the performance center, you know, itself, the main room where the rings were, had to get cleared out of all the equipment that was in here. The Thunderdome was built. Um, Then it was fixing everything that was here. Then when we decided to move in a different direction, it was sort of gutting that and starting over with the process of, of what the building was. So, a lot of work has been done here, but we're we're shifting to other locations and and making it all work. All right, thank you for the time. And uh, good job tonight. Crew did tremendous. Thank you. Thank you. We'll go ahead and take our next question from Sean Ross Sapp with Fightful. Please go ahead. Hey, Paul. Thanks hey, for taking the time. Uh, we've seen, and I know you, you don't know what's going to happen with the draft, but we've seen a lot of methods from like the shakeup to a standard draft to a draft where matches determine picks to people getting drafted and traded back for like half the roster like that same night. What is your ideal draft scenario, whether it be just from a viewer perspective or how it can benefit NXT, and how do you weigh sort of managing and booking talent to appear on your show when you know that some of them are going to be going elsewhere? Like how do you weigh how they appear on your show versus protecting them for when they appear on Ron SmackDown? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a fine line. Um, look, my, my, uh, when I say not knowing what is happening in the draft right now, my not knowing probably means more than likely I would imagine. And just going off of, what we've seen with commercials and everything that, that we won't be now that, that, that can always change and tweak, but a lot of talent have come up uh, from the performance center from this, you know, or, or gone from NXT to raw to SmackDown over the last, uh, you know, over the last 12 months, I, I, w- I want to say the numbers 
what's in the high teens, you know, um, over the last uh, 12 months. So there's been a lot of movement and a lot of activity. Um, I'm always for what is best for talent. So, you know, when, when the conversations are had, we try to have as much advance notice whether talent are coming in or going out that we can plan for it appropriately, both on the exit and the entrance um, for, for all sides. But, so, you know, sometimes that can't happen, and sometimes it's, um, it's, it's short notice. Uh, for the most part, though, we have a, a fair amount of advance notice, and we have time to be able to move on stuff. But, they, you know, there, look, there are some talents still that are um, a part of those rosters that are still waiting to debut. So, uh, you know, uh, there's, there's, there's a lot of opportunity there, but, but it goes across all three brands, and no matter how it goes, we'll be ready to make it work. Thank you, Paul. Good show tonight. Thanks, Sean. I appreciate it. Go ahead and take our next question from Jason Powell with ProWrestling.net. Please go ahead. Hey, Paul. Good show tonight. Hey, Jason. So, Ridge Holland played a big part in the post-match angle, and I think the most memorable moment that he had prior to tonight was that near-miss spot with Johnny Gargano on NXT TV. And it doesn't seem like it made you sour on him. So can you talk about what happened that maybe us as non-wrestlers didn't see it? Or is there some excuse for that? And also just what you see in Rich in general. Um, I, I think he's a great performer. And I can tell you that across the board here, um, whether it's our opinions and by ours, I mean, as coaches and producers and, and, and all of that, our opinion, but he has seen very highly amongst the the other performers here as well, and and uh, his skill set. The the issue that he had with the Johnny thing was a little bit of a timing thing. You know, it's it's a funny thing now that uh, and and you just said it. People that don't do this for a living, or sometimes even people that do, you know, there's such a fine line in our business between something being uh, sports entertainment and then something being very real. It, it's a very fine line. It's it's a very physical business and it's a very fine line. And, and you know, look, I have to, to say nothing more than that than, uh, than Finn Bauer's on his way to, to, to get uh, an x-ray on his jaw right now, you know, just on a strike. And that's not, there's no one's fault. Um, it's, it's a, there's a very fine line. We do the best we can to make this look as impactful and as devastating as possible with as little impact and devastation as possible at the end of the day. Right. And, and real consequences. Um, but it's not an exact science. So, you know, you, you get timing wrong. One guy digs when the other guy zags for a half a beat and, and things are different. So the, the Ridge Holland thing was not a, a Ridge Holland uh, screw up, you know, it's easy to look at him and go, Oh, the green guy. It wasn't that at all. You know, it was just a good a, a timing thing and, and the way it went down. Um, especially when two guys have never been in the ring together before. So, um, that, that's all that was everybody here on him. Uh, everybody here is very high on Rich, Um, very skilled, um, great guy, right. Human being, um, really wants it, passionate about this. And, and people are, not only excited about what he can bring to the table, they're excited to work with him and, and, and help get him there. And that's what I love about this business. So, um, yeah, I believe in him a lot, and so does everybody else here. 
Great. Thank you for the time. Yeah. And we'll go ahead and take our next question from Miguel Perez with Marta. Please go ahead. Hey, Miguel. Hey, good day. Full time Spain. Miguel, I'm so sorry. Your audio is just a little bit low. Can you maybe move a little closer to the mic? Yes. Do you hear me well? Yes, that's better. Thank that's you. So, Paul, like I was saying, it's like 5 a.m. here in Spain, and it's uh, been a, a great show. And I need to congratulate you and the guys for this amazing night. So, during NXPK Cover 31 has been announced that Halloween Havoc will be returning as a special NXP show at October 28th. And months ago, we saw the return of In Your House. So, with the return of Halloween Havoc, is there any possibility to see um, returning more classic pay-per-views of WWE in NXT? Um, I, I think that it depends on the moment and, you know, what, what, what resonates uh, today. You know, there, there's, you know, there's just certain things that missed out. These work in your house worked. Um, Halloween Havoc is, you know, something I've, I've heard fans talk about for a long period of time, but we're wanting to see again. And I think people enjoyed it and it was a, a, a great way to have some fun and, and, um, do something different with the show. So when, whenever there's those opportunities, um, it's great. If we can bring back nostalgia, great. Um, if it's creating something new, great. You know, I'm, I'm as much as we're always looking towards doing things, um, that historically work, you know, fans love the history of our business. They just do. And it's, uh, so do I, it, it, look, it, it's why, uh, we call this the Capitol wrestling center. It's for that history. It's why the cold open for the show tonight was what it was, um, you know, with with uh, the the paying uh, tribute to that history of Jess McMahon and Vince Senior and 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 Vince now and and uh, using a statement that he wrote 1977 to open the show. It just it felt right, and I love that nostalgia. So when we can do nostalgia, it's great. When we can create something different like when we did the 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 fight pit um that that is in in some ways a little bit of a throwback but something new as well um i love that so if anything that we can create that fans will enjoy i'm i'm all for it so uh, to me that that's what keeps the business interesting and keeps it fun okay thank you so much paul and like you said before it has been a great night thank you thank you very much all right, folks, we'll do two more, then we'll call it a night. Thank you. Go ahead and take our next question from John Alba with Central Florida. Please go ahead. Hey, Paul. Hey, really appreciate you taking the time to speak with us. Uh, great show, as always. Uh, I want to inquire more about the venue real quick here. Uh, how are the protocols for the COVID separation, as you alluded to with the pods, um, determined? And could you see this becoming a more permanent venue for WWE programming after the deal with the Thunderdome runs up? Uh, no, I, I think that the intent is to stay separate. I think that Thunderdome, um, where it is, and I think that Ron SmackDown having a different feel and a different vibe and energy is important. Um, 
I think that, you know, if, if they move from Amway, uh, I think that will be to a larger facility and to, uh, if that happens, um, you know, it will be to a larger facility and it will maintain being the Thunderdome and, and will be different, but, but in that unique standpoint for us, um, in, in this venue, and, and I want to stress how great our partnership with Full Sail is and that we still have it and we're still um, utilizing that in, in the way that, in, in every way that we can. Um, part of this was wanting to be able to do what we're doing here and not being able to have the ability to do that and be able to move it. This kind of, this kind of layout needs to stay in a place and have a residency and we can do that here. Um, as far as the protocols, we just like we have uh, since the beginning, has taken every precaution that we can. We work with the CDC, we work with local officials, we work with our medical staff and, and our medical experts to liaise with them, and they create protocols and systems for us uh, that we then follow. And and that's what you saw here tonight. All the people that were in the building um, were tested. They were then uh, as well scanned uh, here again. You know, they were tested today, scanned today before they walked through the door. Um, you know, kept kept in groups in the pods, uh, kept separated. They walked from the door into their pods, stayed there, walked back out the door. You know, I mean, it was it was uh, we we have every precaution that we can to uh, to make sure that not only their health and safety, but uh, our our talent staff and crew as well uh, going forward. And, and we'll continue to follow that. But as you know, these safety protocols. You know, all you have to do is follow the CDC to know their their thoughts and and uh, protocols change. So you have to constantly keep um, you know an eye on it and and change with it and make sure that you're doing the best thing possible. And, and that's really what everybody is doing now is the best that they possibly can. And and uh, as you know, here in Florida, things have opened up quite a lot, but we're still taking every precaution that we can. No doubt. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you, John. Thank you. Hey, we'll last our last question from Alistair McGeorge with Metro UK. Please go ahead. Uh, hi, Paul. How's it going? I'm doing good. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Ready to sleep soon, I think, and get ready for work in the morning. But great show. Really enjoyed it tonight. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. And um, I wanted to uh, chat a bit about Finn after the main event. Uh, he's been quite candid um, over the last sort of month or two about needing a break last year after being a little burnt out and admitting that he was kind of coasting and going through the motions a bit on Raw and SmackDown. So how rewarding is it for you to see him thriving on nights like this where he does seem to have that fire back and be where he belongs? It's awesome. You know, look, any talent, um, you go through ups and downs in your career, you go through moments where you're motivated, you go through moments where you're coasting, you go through moments where you're fully engaged and then moments where you're just kind of like, eh, all right, you know, this is good, but just kind of getting through. And, um, you know, it's not that it's terrible in those moments because sometimes you don't, you're deep into them before you realize it can just kind of phone it in a little bit here and coasting and, you know, that, that new challenge sometimes, you know, it's just the, Sometimes a new performer comes in and you get a new uh, a new program with somebody and that man that just energizes you and lights you up. Other times it's a shift 
like Sin had, you know, and um, moving over to NXT and coming back here and just, I, I think there's, there's just a different vibe, a different energy, a different, um, a, a different level of what you can do as a performer and also to come back here then and maybe be with some other people that are also, there was a lot of young talent here in this brand that are trying to get themselves to that next level, trying to prove something. They haven't, they, they've had opportunities, but they're trying to, um, you know, further themselves. And, and there's a lot of hunger and a lot of passion and a lot of drive. And sometimes it's what you need to inspire yourself to get out of the rut that you're in of phoning it in and go back to being like, Oh, right. Yeah. I remember why I love this so much and I'm, and, and why I go the extra mile. It brings your passion back. Um, I see it in guys like sin. I see it, you know, I'll be honest with you that that that's for any of you that have been here well for any of you that haven't when when the time is right I'd love you to come to the performance center or these shows but if, if you had been here the performance center is just um it's part of the reason why I love coming down here when 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 you're in the room with these young men and women that are just you know blood sweat and tears every day trying to prove themselves on a different level and just going at it it's it man, it's just inspiring, and you leave here energized and um, excited and, and passionate about the business again. And it's easy to get into the day to day of it and, and forget why you love it so much, forget why it's so fun, and you know, and, and get into that rut. Um, so going back to the beginning and going back to your roots sometimes and refinding your passion is where it's at. And it, you know. For Finn is such a great guy, and he has so much passion for the business that to see him at this level of engaged and just out there laying it all on the line and challenging himself and challenging others to step up to him, it's it's awesome. I love it. It's what this is all about, and uh, you know I'm I'm looking forward to seeing others do that as well. So you know that that's the beauty of this business is to me is um, the, the whole thing is just about passion when. When fans come, it's about their passion for what we do. When, when talent are here, it's about their passion for what they want to give to those fans. And when all of that comes out and everybody just wants to give it all, it's, it's just something special. Um, and I think tonight, you know, you saw that. To me, tonight was about a crew, a design team, a crew, a staff that was so passionate about putting out a, a – a new product and making it big and the spectacle again, that they poured their heart and soul into the arena here tonight. And, and talent came here. They were inspired by that passion of what they saw when they walked through the door tonight and got to see this place for the first time. Um, and, and they delivered on a different level and, and fans came back in the door and were excited to see a spectacle and a show again. And they delivered at a different level. You know, it's all about feeding off each other's passions. And when you inspire that into somebody else, that's when this business is the best. So that's what it's all about. No, absolutely. And thank you very much. And congrats on a great show again. Thank you very much. I, uh, I know, I know that was the last question. So I, I really appreciate it. I appreciate it, especially, uh, as you guys mentioned in Spain, 5 AM, England, whatever you guys have been up all night. I appreciate you hanging in there, enjoying the show and, and staying on the line to talk about it and, and, uh, promote it. And, um, and everything else. So thank you very much. I'm again, can't say enough about what we were able to do tonight and the spectacle that we were able to do again. And 
I look forward to being able to do it again in a few days on Wednesday and, and uh, continue to do what we do, deliver for our fans, and hopefully for, for us, for fans, for everybody, this is at least a small step back towards normalcy um, that we can all enjoy and, and hopefully all get back there again. So thank you all. Everybody stay safe and healthy. Thanks, everybody. Have a good night. Once again, that does conclude today's conference. We do appreciate your participation. You may now disconnect your phone lines.